What's up, everybody? Thank you all for coming out to Podcast 13, I believe. I'm getting my numbers crisscross, but I believe it's 13, I'm pretty sure. And today we're going to be talking about body positivity. Um, it gets a lot right, but here's what it gets wrong. Yes, so we're going to, you know, just to start going over, this is obviously a bit of a sensitive topic, and it's also something that is a massive, massive cultural trend in you know, in our culture. And it's something that I think requires a lot of like nuance and when something becomes a trend and becomes this, um, as big as it is, oftentimes the nuance can get lost, right? So we're gonna talk about the things that it does get right. And then the things that we also think that in terms of fitness, health and wellness, which is obviously what we are all about, what we think it gets wrong and also how we think that these two things can coexist. Cause there's this idea that you know, you can't be body positive and want to lose weight or be body positive and want to change something about yourself. And we don't subscribe to that way of thinking. So we're going to kind of get into all of it. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is a, it is, we're, we're going to, you know, we're going to try to be um, political and make sure that we're staying on the right side of things. But there is a lot to say. There's, there's gray in the middle of this conversation and we will try to be sensitive to all of that as we continue to talk also just like as we as we start here and get into it i know that if there's men listening or even women listening with with even some men in mind that men do deal with this as well i feel like men are often not really don't often participate in the conversation because we're not really we view our bodies in sort of a different way than women do sometimes so uh if you're a guy listener out there there's a lot for us to learn from this conversation also yeah that's really interesting because i think that this obviously is a conversation that focuses a lot on women as most body image kind of conversations do but it's not something that is exclusive to women and the more i like hear from men or read or read from what men have to say it's like, oh man, men men feel all types of way about their bodies as well, and that's that's something that I think is important to contribute to the conversation. Exactly, it's just sure. not something that we've we've thought about in the past. So, um, yeah, there's just a lot a lot of ground to to tread. Right. So first up, what is body positivity? How did it start? Let's kind of get a working definition here kind of going. So body positivity refers to the idea that all people deserve to have a positive body image, regardless of what society might feel the ideal shape, size, or appearance is, right? Um, it started as a movement to empower people of all sizes, but specifically fat individuals to value themselves in a culture that often only values thin bodies. It was also, you know, more so about pushing for more accessible spaces for all people, making sure people of all sizes are treated fairly in the medical community. And so it's not, it, it did not start as just like a feel good vibes, love yourself kind of thing. It was really more about making sure that the, that this idea showed up like politically in the world, that people, it's less about, you know, you're beautiful and more about like, no, no, can you get access to quality medical care? Like exactly. it was, that's how it, the origin kind of started. So. There are critics on both sides of the aisle. On the one side, uh, critics will say that it's gone too far and that it glorifies obesity. Right. Uh, proponents of the movement will say kind of the opposite, that now it's kind of become so mainstream and has been co-opted by, you know, everybody, kind of like conventionally pretty people who like have like one stomach roll or like stretch marks, but aren't actually like 
oppressed or who are still considered conventionally beautiful and that it's become so popular that it's kind of drifted away from its origin of who it was meant to be about. So there are critics on both sides of this. We are not here to necessarily get into like all the nitty gritty of that. We're going to be talking about how it connects to health, fitness, working out, nutrition, having goals for yourself, X, Y, and Z, and how it's possible to love yourself and be body, body positive and still have like fitness goals or weight loss goals or whatever. Exactly. And so like what, one of the things that we feel like that, that there's a conversation to be had around is that with the rise of body positivity and this conversation, there is um, sort of an almost like a negative idea on losing weight or uh, taking care of yourself on a physical sort of level, right? Because then that means that you don't love yourself as you currently are, and that that is is a problem. And there's a lot of nuance to be had in that discussion, in that conversation, like, and a lot of it comes down to intention as well. So we'll be discussing how all of these things kind of come together. And um, yeah, let's just go through a, a, a few of the sentiments. Yeah, yeah. Also, first of two, I, I've heard a few, one thing that we want to discuss, we've heard a lot of people, you know, friends, family, clients, whoever, who are now like kind of embarrassed to say that they are like starting a workout plan or are going on a diet or are trying to lose weight. And like, that's a really interesting like backswing because that would have never been the case like 20 years ago. Exactly. Like when we were, like our parents would have never felt like they had to feel kind of guilty about going on a diet like diet were diets were all the rage exactly back in that you know back in the early 2000s 90s all of that kind of stuff like there was a new diet every single week that people were trying and even still i mean to a degree like with with keto keto and all all of these kind of things so um there's like this new backswing that it really means like if you're if you're dieting or you're working out you're doing all of these things that like you don't love yourself or you're not uh, that you, you have a mental issue for doing those things. So like, we, we just want to make sure that uh, we feel that there, there's space for, you know, t- for people who work out and for people who just want to love their body as it is, right? There's a way for them to sort of come together and uh, coexist. Absolutely. So, okay, getting into it here, we're going to talk about, you know, a sentiment or like kind of like saying or phrase that's been made popular by the body posit- positivity movement and then talk about, what's true about it and another like what's, what's also true what's also it. true something some like another side of it that is also true that might give a little bit more context yeah. to um a, a trendy catchphrase or a saying right Cause, so because you can hold these two these these two truths in your mind at the same time even though they may seem uh sometimes to be in conflict with each other right, right? like that these there's these two truths that that do coexist that are that are able to work together and that's that's kind of the point of the podcast today is just to see how how can we hold these two ideas in our head right so first up the first kind of like sentiment or idea that the movement puts out is that size doesn't matter okay size doesn't matter your weight doesn't matter now what is true about that that's what's true about that is that um size doesn't matter in terms of your value right it doesn't matter in terms of like you as a person on on your worth or or any of those kinds of things right it's not like it being your size should not be a requirement for fair and equal treatment in society or respect and love and all those things right like even if you are 
unhealthy because of your weight or an entirely non-weight related thing. Like this idea that you have to be healthy in order to have like respect or dignity is also not true. Like nobody necessarily owes health in order to be treated the same as any other human, right? So size doesn't matter in terms of your value. But what is also true is that size is not meaningless when it comes to your health. So there is information you can gather about your body based on its size, right? Like it's, it's data, it is information. Like, is it the most important indicator of your health? No. Is it the most important thing about you? No. no. But being overweight for your specific body, which is different for everybody, right? We're not here to advocate for a certain, like you have to be this size, but for your body, you know, being overweight for your specific body does have a connection to a wide variety of health issues and problems. And it is relevant information in terms of your overall health. So while size doesn't matter in terms of your value, it's also true that it doesn't mean nothing in terms of your health. Exactly. And so like, that's what we mean by having these two sort of ideas in your head at the same time. Like we hear that size doesn't matter thing. And then we need to be able to apply that to us personally, like as far as our health and all of that stuff is concerned. And then like societally knowing that like that doesn't actually matter as far as value and worth and all of those things. Right. So second, a second kind of popular thing that you'll hear is that you can be healthy at any weight, right? Healthy at any weight. What's true about that? So what's true about that is like, you don't need to be skinny in order to be healthy. Right, like health is complicated. It looks different on different people, um, and it doesn't just come down to weight. Like metrics, like BMI, um, ha- have been debunked. Like these are not these are like pseudosciencey things that uh, don't actually have a huge bearing or, or say anything about your overall health. For anyone out there that might not know what the BMI is, it's basically that that chart that says that if you are this height, you should weigh this much based on if you're like a man or a woman. So it's like they'll put you in categories of underweight, average weight or overweight. And those have been debunked for not considering things like muscle mass or bone. Net. Like there are basically this idea of like, if you're this height, you don't necessarily have to weigh this much or you're overweight. Those kind of things have been debunked because they're not taking in different types of bodies or body composition. Exactly. And they don't include things like flexibility, balance, strength, speed, power, agility, all of these different things that are really major components in health and like healthy living. Um, And also like, just as an example, like Olympic power lifters, right, are, would be considered quote unquote overweight. By a pretty large margin. Right. But they're exceptionally strong and they are, are healthy in their uh and and they are healthy in their bodies they are healthy in terms of being strong right they are strong right Right. so that is true what is also true is that it is hard to be healthy overall if you are carrying on too much excess weight right so you can be strong like an olympic power lifter but still have joint pain or heart issues you can be flexible like there's this very popular yoga teacher now um who's you know a big woman who does all kinds of amazing poses and she's strong, she's flexible, but that doesn't mean that you might not have other weight related issues that that come from carrying around too much weight, right? Like most people who are overweight or whatever are not Olympic power lifters or extremely athletic people. So it is also like intellectually dishonest to use the exception 
rather than the rule when talking about these things, right? Um, I do think it's an important distinguishment to being like, there are a lot of factors when it comes to health and you can be, you can have a few of those factors like checked off, but that doesn't mean you're necessarily healthy overall. And if we're looking at health from us an overall kind of way, it's important to hold those different things. And just because you have muscle doesn't mean that you have good cardiovascular capacity, right? You see that with like bodybuilders. Just because right. you're fast doesn't mean you have good heart. Like, there's, there's all these things to consider. So, and, and just because you're skinny doesn't mean that you're flexible or strong absolutely. or have good cardio or, or, or quick or fast or any of these things also, right? Like we have to sort of break down these ideas in our mind and make sure that we're not associating a look with, with, like performance right you know or, or or any of these other markers for a healthy and happy lifestyle right so going back to that point like you know the idea of you can be healthy at any weight you can have components of health at any weight you can have right. strengths or whatever right is it hard to be overall healthy at any weight yes if you are too thin for your body or too big for your body it is hard to be healthy overall right now this is you do not have to be considered a size two to be healthy we should expand our idea of what health looks like on different people there's no hard and fast rule or line in the sand but there does become a point at which too little or too much weight for your body becomes unhealthy for your body and it is okay to say like certain too to being too thin or being too big are unhealthy for you Exactly. And that also comes down to like mental health as well. Like just because certain people may feel mentally better at a certain weight, you know? So like you basically were just saying that like you have to take in all of these different factors and then just make like a cocktail for yourself as to what's going to work. Um, I'd also like to say like as far as men are concerned, um, uh, men's health, quote unquote, is usually just associated with strength, right? Like if you're a strong man, then people are like, well, you're fine, right? And they don't consider any of the other like flexibility or any of these other things as well. So like, if you're a guy out there, if you know a guy out there, just because a man is strong, doesn't mean that he's healthy. We should look to other markers as well to determine overall health. Right. So next up, our next kind of idea or sentiment is that you should not try to intentionally lose weight. I've seen this one a lot in recent years being like the idea of intentional weight loss like is a negative thing. And what's true about this sentiment is that wanting to lose weight um, can lead people to drastic diets, right? Especially in our society, especially in our culture. And like they go to extreme measures to, to achieve um, weight loss and all of this stuff. And like, that is unsustainable. That is unhealthy. And that is not something that we should attempt, right? Like we should not be pushing people to lose weight in unhealthy ways. We should not be pushing for fad diets and, and all of this different kind of stuff. Like they, they, one, they don't like, if you listen to any of our other podcasts, one, they don't usually work. Right. right or they'll work for a short period of time and then like they then you crash and, you, and you, it fails in in another way so we really want to make sure that like wanting to lose weight does not become like an obsession uh, um and leads to like negative thoughts negative habits right and what is also true with that is that wanting to lose weight is not inherently bad think like that losing weight is the healthy course of action for many people there are many people out there that would benefit from losing weight 
just like weight maintenance or weight gain is the healthy course of action for others. So it is entirely possible to intentionally lose weight because it's the best thing for your body in a sustainable way while healing your relationship with food and honoring your body. You know, these are these are not things that are opposed. You don't have to be drastic and extreme and unsustainable and unhealthy when you're losing weight. You can go about it in a way that is entirely respectful of your body. And this idea that weight loss, it's not something that is the healthy option for many people like that's ridiculous like it is like sometimes weight loss is the healthy option and it's okay to say that and at the same time everybody has the right to do what they want with their body and doesn't really owe anybody an explanation i'm thinking about the most recent example like in the culture of this like adele when adele lost a lot of weight and she had this instagram picture that came out and it got like a bunch of comments like good and bad whatever and this and a lot of people were kind of like upset at her for losing weight and you know the the backlash to the people that were upset about it it's like she doesn't owe anybody an explanation for for why she lost weight right nobody knows what her intentions are she is allowed to do what she feels is best for her body and it's no one else can necessarily look at you and put on their expectations or assumptions or want you to have a body type that they're used to with you know what I mean like you have to people are allowed to do what they want and don't owe you an explanation necessarily for why they've chosen to lose weight or not yeah and, and I'd say uh, with this since we did also mean mention gaining weight as well and I think that that's some something that guys sometimes um, deal with especially like if you know if you're a little skinnier and you're trying to gain a little bit of weight and all of that like there is a healthy way to do that also and we shouldn't necessarily just be shoving supplements into our bodies trying to fit a certain body image or a certain body type right so it kind of swings both ways mentally in that way where like maybe women are obsessed with kind of like that losing weight idea and then guys are obsessed with like getting bulkier getting bigger and getting all that uh, putting more muscle onto their body and like we just need to make sure that we're doing it in a way that is intentional that is thoughtful and that is not harmful to our bodies right so next up the next kind of sentiment or idea is that counting calories or using a scale promotes a negative body image and relationship with food yeah, and what's true about that is that obsessing over calories and the scale is unhealthy. Yes. Right? Like obsessing over this it, this number here can be extremely, extremely unhealthy for people. And the best way to have a healthy relationship with food is through flexible dieting that allows for foods you love and that isn't restrictive. Right? This shouldn't be something that is a massive burden for people. This isn't shouldn't be something that like weighs on your head all the time that you're stressed about that sends, you know, stress signals to your brain at every part of the day whenever you're going to put anything into your body or anything into your into yourself. Um, and that the number on the scale fluctuates on a daily basis, right? Like every day is different. Every every hour, half a day is different, right? So like that calorie counting should, and the scale, the numbers of all of this should not be something that you become obsessed with and obsessed about. Exactly. And what is also true is that calorie counting and the scale is simply data, like nothing more, nothing less. Any kind of negative emotion or positive emotion, whatever we feel about it is, is it's cultural, it's societal, which, which does matter, but it's importance or um, assumptions that we've put on it because of our, you know, our past or the cultural narratives out there. But 
at the end of the day, like numbers are numbers. It's really data and it can be a useful tool for you on your fitness journey and provide you with good information. It can let you know what's working and what's not. It can give you feedback on your progress. And so it can be useful for weight loss as well as weight maintenance or weight gain, which again, are which are these are all valid options for for your health, depending on you as a person and your lifestyle, right? So it's they are tools and that is it, right? It can be also for myself, like I don't care about weight loss at this moment in my life, but I will track my food and all that to make sure that I'm hitting targets like protein intake and vitamin intake, things like that. So again, this is all just data. It's not inherently bad. There is a time and a place where you might need to to step back from it if it's causing you mental stress and kind of what Brandon was talking about, this, this, this um, obsession, which I think a lot of people do fall into. There have been years in my life where I specifically stopped tracking food, where I didn't weigh myself at all. I actually still don't own a scale because like that's not my that's not what I care about at this moment in my life. But like I go to the doctor once a year for my little checkup. I step on the scale. They tell me what I weigh. And I'm like, huh, cool. Good to know. Like if it's five pounds higher one year or five pounds like I, it doesn't matter to me because I'm, I'm, I know I'm treating my body well. I know I'm working out. I know I'm eating well. I, I feel good in my body. My clothes still fit. Like, the number on the scale does no, no longer consumes me in a way it might have like in high school, right? Like, are, which is crazy that it starts that young for, for people. Exactly. So, so yes, there are times when, for you and based on your past or your relationship with the scale, there might be a time to step back and step away. Same with calorie counting, but those, those are not inherently bad things, and it is possible to use them in a way that is productive, that does not consume you, and to use it just as data to see where you are. Yeah, and then I and just to that end on a personal note, like I never count calories. I don't do that it's not something i enjoy doing you know like like the meal prepping the meal planning like how many proteins all this like that's just not something that i'm particularly interested in when it comes to my food um so i don't do it right like i just try to go off of feeling and um kind of looking at myself and just making sure that i feel and look sort of the way that i want to feel and look and that's the process that works for me right if calories works for you then great if calories doesn't work for you that's totally fine also you can still work out you can still enjoy it you can still get the results you want to get and just be wherever you want to be right um and, and that just it's just not something that we should be obsessing over right and nothing we're saying is like prescriptive it's like if calorie counting or the scale works for you then cool if it doesn't that's also cool there is no not neither are inherently good or inherently bad so nothing we're saying is prescriptive it's all just information right so next up the sentiment is the idea that you should love yourself as you are and what's true about that is that self-acceptance and self-love is absolutely vital for mental health All right, self-acceptance and self-love is absolutely vital for mental health. You are a valuable person and worthy of love and respect. Yes. Okay, loving yourself is the best basis for any positive change in your life, not shame or judgment. And like that, I think for me is like the the truest of all truths at the end of the day. Like making sure that you do have a love for yourself and that you are that None of this stuff drives you uh, um, to feel mentally negative. Right. And what's also true is that you can love yourself and still push yourself to be the best you can be. These are not mutually exclusive things. You can love yourself and also see 
areas of yourself that might be weaknesses or areas of yourself you might want to change. Just like you can still love your partner or your job and still have areas you want to work on or ways you want to grow and evolve. You can still love yourself and your body and still want to lose weight or get stronger or get faster. Just like having like something, a personality trait that you're like, you know what, this is something I'm like weak and I really want to grow in this area. And this is not to say that, you know, being healthy or being like or whatever makes you better inherently as a person than someone who is not making health their priority. It doesn't. No one's better as a person for being healthy or not. When we say the word like be the best you can be, we're really talking about relative to you, right? Not not in comparison to like other people who might not be making health their priority. We're talking about being the best you you can be for yourself and you know being growing in that way. So these are not mutually exclusive things. You can do both. You can love yourself and still want to grow or change something about yourself. Right. And we're reading um right now we in our book club. We are reading bell hooks all about love and love is an action. Yes. Right? So like um love is not necessarily just something that appears and that you continually just always have. It is something that you do to and for yourself. And for some people that may mean working out and doing all that. For some people it may mean something else. Right? right? So just make sure that you're loving yourself, that you are performing an action of love on yourself for yourself. Right. And it's also true that as Brandon kind of hinted out that the best basis of positive change is love. Like judgment, critique, shame, self-hate are never good motivators for working out or starting a, a routine right so this idea of that like shaming people into making healthy choices doesn't really have a basis in like reality the truth is like is when you love yourself and accept yourself then you want the best for yourself and you will treat your body and yourself like something that's worthy of care and love so that's you know why we want the basis of any positive change to be self-love so next up this idea that the fitness industry and diet culture is harmful so what's true about that is that many people have been hurt shamed and judged by the fitness industry like that the fitness industry has not been amazing when it comes to uh um, judging and shaping shaming people right like it, it, it has done that restrictive diets have led to an unhealthy relationship with food and uh women and men of all ages struggle with eating disorders and obsessive exercise habits because of the way that we have viewed fitness in our culture in our world Right. But it's also true is that fitness and nutrition is still an important part of health, well-being and quality of life overall. Like we talk all the time, it's not just about aesthetics and how you look. It's really talking about longevity, quality of life, how you feel, your mental health. All of these things are connected. So while the gym or diet culture have caused some people harm, that does not negate the importance of health. And it's possible to work out and fuel your body well nutritionally while avoiding the negative pitfalls of diet culture, right? That is possible. You can surround yourself with the people, the coaches, the the mindsets that, that are positive and that work for you and that don't promote just one unrealistic type of body. And you can still do what's best for yourself in the context of that. Yes. All right. Finally here is the idea that you should always love how you look. Now, what's true is that you have only one body, and you should love and value it regardless of its health or size, right? Like uh, beauty comes in a lot of different shapes, a lot of different sizes. Um, so you should should and can love how you look no matter what is going on. Right. And what is also true about this is that social media and the body positivity movement overall can put pressure on you to feel like you should always feel good about your body regardless of anything, right? And the truth is that there are days 
of struggle that are valid. Like you won't always feel comfortable and satisfied with yourself as a human, whether that's physically or mentally or whatever. Like that's okay. Like that's just simply being a human. And you don't have to always love how you look every day in order to be like doing this right, right? Like it is okay to love your body some days. It's okay to feel super neutral about it other days. Like to be like, it's fine. And it's also to have days that you feel like you want to change something. Like these, you don't, this idea that you always have to like absolutely love every component of yourself and that there's no wiggle room for bad days or desire for growth or change that you should just be completely content exactly as you are and just love how you look but that's that's just not really reality you know like it is okay to fall into these onto the spectrum in some way here right so those are kind of our thoughts on body positivity. Um, let us know any questions that you guys have. You know, just to recap, like this is an important movement that's done a lot to expand our idea of health and beauty. It's amazing and important to see women of all and men of all sizes in like leggings ads and in gym commercials and just not even outside of health and fitness, just in advertising overall because these bodies exist and should know that they are able to move their bodies and feel good and go to the gym regardless of if they're a size 2 or a size 22, right? It's important to see these uh, different bodies and represented. But it is still possible to love your body and want to change something about it and that health and nutrition should be taken seriously even in the context of body positivity. Yeah, I think that our culture um, has pushed us to be sort of depressed about our bodies, you know, to like view ourselves in uh, and compare ourselves to like the greatest athletes of all time or models and all of this kind of stuff. And I do think that there is a, um, that we do need to be positive about our bodies. We do need a little bit of a pick me up when it comes to our bodies, right? They, like we have been beaten down for so long um, that there is a need to really get something good that feels good uh, um, and, and some self-love in there. So that's true, but then also what's true is that there are some health truths as well. And we need to be able to hold those two things and hold, make room for uh, both of those things to exist in conversation. Right. Well, guys, thank you for listening. As always, reach out with any questions or topics you want to hear us talk about next, and we'll see you guys back here next time. Peace.